Brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. This is episode 34. Now, I've entitled this one Ritual Child Sacrifice to the Pagan God of Vanity. And I did that because I want you to understand how serious this is. Because we can use any euphemism that we want to try to distract or try to convolute what the actual truth is. But using nice words doesn't change what's actually happening. And so, I'm bringing this to you, and this is probably the subject that I talk about the most because it, it's, it's, so, it's so heinous and, re- and reprehensible that I'm fascinated that we're still doing this and that there's people that are still advocating for it and leaders and people that you would, you would consider to be intelligent enough to at least acknowledge the truth. But that's not the case, unfortunately. And so let's just dive right in. So check out this article here. And this is coming from Axios. Appeals court upholds parts of ruling that limit abortion pill access. Right, so let's let's dive into this. And this is, uh, like I said, coming from Axios. And this is a, a recent article here. Uh, it says that it was updated 15 hours ago. And I'm, I'm getting this from Tip News. And that's how I found out about this. Because in the morning I, I I open up my email and I I get things from Tip News, uh, Frontline Magazine, um, the 1400 one, I can't remember the name of it right now, and then the pour over. And so I kind of see what's going on there. But let's read this. This is a very short, very, very, very short article here. Federal Appeals Court on Wednesday upheld portions, so this is yesterday, of a ruling that limit access to the widely used abortion pill, Mifepristone. I said it with like an Hispanic accent. I don't know why I rolled the R. It just sounded good. <laughs> I meant nothing by it. It just popped out. This is what happens when you, when you study multiple languages. So, Mifeprestone. Driving the news. The heading is driving the news. And then it says, the ruling by the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in the high-stakes legal battle over the pill won't have immediate impacts on the availability of the medication. The three-judge panel held that the Food and Drug Administration failed to take into account safety concerns when it made Mifeprestone more easily accessible in 2016. The Department of Justice will seek a Supreme Court review of the decision and is committed to defending the FDA's scientific judgment and and protecting Americans' access to safe and effective reproductive care, a spokesperson told Axios in an email statement. I'm gonna stop right here because I, I wanna bring something to your attention, that that whole paragraph there was propaganda. The FDA's scientific judgment, look at the state of our, of our country. Would you say that, that Americans are generally healthier than they were 80 years ago? Healthier than they were 70 years ago? Are our children healthier than they were even 50 years ago? or is heart disease, diabetes, obesity, is all that on the rise. Understand that the FDA has presided over all this. They're the ones who regulate it, what's supposed to be healthy for us and not. So they're not doing their job. They're not producing value. And any institution that doesn't produce value and yet is still allowed to function, that's socialism. You should have to, pres- you sh- you should have to produce value in order to stay in existence. That's free market capitalism that would actually be better. We'd have a better institution if they actually had to produce value. That's the truth. Hopefully you can at least agree with that. If you incentivize somebody to produce value, if you incentivize an institution to produce value, 
they're going to more oftentimes than not produce value. But if you incentivize in the other direction where they don't have to produce value, yet they can still stay in business, they can still get funding, well, there's no reason for them then to produce value. And because it's the FDA, their production of value is directly related to the health of the country. So that whole section is, is all propaganda. They haven't been doing their jobs for a long time. So I don't trust their judgment. Anyway, let's move on. Next bullet. The FDA said in a statement that it does not comment on possible pending or ongoing litigation. Yeah, that's a way for you not to have to comment on the fact that you guys are inept. <laughs> so now the next heading says catch up quick. For those of you who are on podcasts. In April, the Supreme Court ruled to maintain access of Miprestone while a challenge to the FDA's approval played out. The ruling stayed a lower court decision striking the drug's approval. The Supreme Court returned the case, which originated in the U.S. District Court in Amarillo, Texas, to the New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. In doing so, justices fully stayed U.S. District Court Judge Matthew, I can't really pronounce his, uh, his name, I think it's Kaczmarek, I apologize, um, his March ruling, which not only added restrictions to Mifeprestone, but also halted the FDA's overall approval of the drug, which was granted in 2000. This is a good thing. This is a good thing, <laughs> okay? Understand, these people are battling in order to have a pill, a pill available, widely available, whose sole function is the end of life of human beings in the earliest stages of their development. I want you to understand, this is what's at stake. Do you listen to my words? Even saying that out loud, you wonder why anybody would be on the other side of this, fighting to kill human beings, murder, human beings, because this is premeditated, why would anybody be on the other side of that? And then consider themselves on the side of right. I, I know it's mind boggling to me as well. Moving on to the next bullet. The Fifth Circuit had partially blocked Kazmarek's ruling. See what I'm saying? Like, why would they block it? <laughs> His ruling is gonna save lives. They don't wanna save lives? No, what they say is, well, we wanna uphold reproductive rights. That's just another way of saying, in this case, that you're for murdering. But that's what I'm saying, like they use euphemisms and they use other, other language to not say exactly what it is. But what it produces is what it is. Not what you say, but what it actually produces. Would you agree? It doesn't matter what's said, what matters is the outcome. The outcome is a, is a murdered baby. What you say before that matters not to me if the result is a murdered baby. You don't, you don't have a leg to stand on, right? This To me, this isn't pro-choice or pro-life, this is pro-life or pro-death pro-life or pro-murder. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this is. But see, they say pro-choice because saying pro-murder makes them look like the demons that they are. But once again, you can say pro-choice, that's just a euphemism in this case for pro-murder. So you're still, you're still advocating for, for evil and not just evil, but like the most reprehensible evil to kill the most innocent of us when they're at their most defenseless. Wow, what kind of bastard do you have to be to do that? <laughs> to prey on the most innocent <laughs> at a time when they can't even defend themselves, right? Because <laughs> you're not coming at me trying to murder me, right? Look at me. Like, I'm like 196. Like, I train in martial arts. I'm armed. Like, you're going to have to get me in my sleep. <laughs> but you don't come at me. You want to get me before I've developed arms. <laughs> That's what you want to get me. So then I don't become me. You understand that, right? I don't become me. If you stop me in the earliest stages of my development, I no longer exist. But we'll, we'll get to that, let's move on. So the last bullet here, well not the last bullet. The Supreme Court's order has temporarily prevented restrictions from taking effect. 
is because, like I said, they're, they're on the other side fighting to have this available for women to aid them in murdering their own offspring. Next heading, by the numbers. Medication abortions account for 54% of abortions in the U.S. and 98% of those used, excuse me, use mifeprestone. So those are just the numbers. Those, those, are, those are monstrous numbers right there. Right, 54%. So most of the abortions are actually with the pill and of those 54%, all but 92% of those use mifeprestone. So this would be a huge victory for those who actually believe in life, believe in the sanctity of life believe that, that all, all human life has, has the right to life, to live and to develop and to grow. But the other side is fighting against that. No, all life isn't, isn't as valuable. They value the life of the mother more than the life of the child. Once again, they're pro-murder. They're advocating that, that, that the mother should be allowed to murder that child out of inconvenience 98% of the time. Because then they'll bring up incest and, and medical emergency and rape, but that happens 2% if that. So really you're advocating that 98%, which is just convenience, it's just a choice. You're, you're advocating that they should be allowed to murder because they engaged in the act irresponsibly. And then now they want to compound that irresponsibility and then compound that selfishness with the actual act of murder. So there's, there's, that's just the truth of it. Right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just cutting right to, right to the chase. I'm cutting all through the propagandist words and buzzwords. I'm cutting all through that to get to the actual truth of it. And I'm gonna go over the actual definitions so that you see I'm not just pulling this out of my hat. Right, I'm gonna show you the definition. As it's always been defined, this isn't anything new. That's why I find it fascinating that people are so advocating for this and they believe that, that they're justified to march in the streets with signs. They believe that they're justified. But what they're advocating for is murder, premeditated murder of a human being in its earliest development and, and, and at its most vulnerable. You're, you're not the good guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, there, there's no way that you, that you possibly could be. You're advocating for premeditated murder against somebody that can't defend themselves. There's no realm of reality that makes you the good guy. You're the supervillain, actually. Because this is actually mass murder. If you look at how many babies are aborted annually just in our country, it's mass murder. It's mass murder. You're, you're not the good guy. I'm sorry to tell you. And I, I want the truth to wake you up. I want the truth to get you to think critically about this. Think critically about your position. Because any position that results in the, in the premeditated murder of a baby is not righteous. Once again, that is just the truth. So the next heading uh, is uh, entitled Don't Forget. Last year, in striking down Roe v. Wade, justices argued that the Supreme Court did not have the authority to create a national abortion policy, which is true. Because understand, like, change out abortion for murder and uh, have the authority to create a national murder policy, because that's what it is. No, nobody does. It, it directly defies and contradicts our, our, like, the supreme inalienable right, the right to life. That's the first one, to write the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but life comes first. If you don't have a right to life, the other two don't even factor in. The other two don't come to fruition because you're not alive to be, to be liberated or to exercise your liberty, and you're not alive to pursue happiness. It's our supreme inalienable right, the right to life. Nobody can infringe upon that. 
No one has the right to infringe upon it. Not a government, not one institution. Nobody does. It was given to us by our creator. Nobody supersedes his, his rule. We have the right to life. And as soon as that baby is conceived, you now have a unique human being who is alive. They're alive. You can say, well, it's a clump of cells. A clump of cells that is, a, that is, that is alive and that represents the earliest stages of a human being. So I'll give you okay, a clump of cells. That's alive, because it's not dead, because it's growing. And I'll go over the definition of life later. And it's, and it's alive, and as soon as it's alive, it has the right to that. And you, know, you don't have the right to take it away just because it doesn't have arms yet. <laughs> Do you understand? Yet. If you leave it alone, it's gonna become a full-grown person. So your argument is that, oh, if I get it before it has arms, it's not really a person. So you define human being as a person that has arms and legs? See, you, there's holes in all of your logic. You're trying to advocate for premeditated murder. You wanna take away that life, which is against, it's especially against our constitution. It's against God's law and it's against man's law. And I'm gonna bring all those up. Here, let's finish off. This, is, this night right here is the last bullet. Conservative Justice Samuel Alito wrote in the majority opinion that the court cannot regulate abortion, adding that the power rested with the people and their elected representatives, as stated in the, in the Constitution, actually. Roe v. Wade was actually anti-Constitution. It was unconstitutional. The fact that so many people are ignorant of that fact and are protesting for it shows how far we've gone off track. Shows how far we've gone off track. And so we're, we're in a state right now, and check this out. We're in a state right now where, and this has been a targeted PSYOP to demoralize generation after generation. Because they knew that once a person is demoralized, you can present them with the truth. You can present them with facts that contradict their ideology and their worldview, and they still will hold on to their ideology and their worldview. When truth can no longer change someone's mind, it becomes unproductive to even have a conversation. They've now been weaponized to sow chaos against everybody who's critically thinking, everybody who believes, who has the value, who has values that believe in truth and character and hard work. There's nothing you can do for these people. You have to release them to God and let, let God work, work on them. You, you can't waste your time on them because the only thing that we have are ideas. That's the only righteous way to change somebody's mind is using ideas. Everything else is evil. Using force and imposing your will and, and using blackmail and all those things, you're now evil. The only way to do it in a righteous form is, is to use ideas, which is why I call my channel <laughs> what, I, what I call it, right? It's the light bulb initiative. It's the idea initiative. We wanna initiate ideas back and forth. I'm not here to force you to do anything. I want to try to convince you with my argument using facts. And if you have a counter argument, you bring it and we speak. But when truth doesn't change your mind, my words fall flat and I'm not gonna waste my time trying to present truth to you that's not gonna sway you. So that being said, let me end it here. Check this out. Now, first I wanna to present to you the definition of life. This is life as it's defined in our dictionary. The condition that distinguishes organisms from inorganic objects and dead organisms. So inorganic ob objects are not alive and dead organisms are not alive. So they are without life. Being manifested by growth through metabolism, 
reproduction and the power of adaptation to environment through changes originating internally. That's why I'm saying, you say that clump of cells, that clump of cells is growing due to metabolism. It's gonna, it's going, if you let it develop enough, it will have the ability to reproduce. That's what puberty is. We then gain the ability to reproduce and then having the power to, to adapt to its environment. That baby is, in, is adapting to the womb at every stage. At every stage, it's adapting to the atmosphere, the environment of that womb in preparation to come in and, and breathe actual air. And this is how fascinating the woman's womb is. It's designed to hold that child and provide what the child needs. And that womb also provides what the mother needs through that whole entire process. It is a miracle every single time. And they've convinced you women that your superpower is actually your Achilles heel. That's why you won't find happiness running away from what it is that actually powers you, what it is that actually gives you purpose. Because that's what your body is designed for. I can't do it. Doesn't matter what, I, I can't do it. I'm not designed for it. I don't have the equipment for it. I wasn't given the emotional capabilities for it. None of it. You are a walking miracle. <laughs> and they got you believing that you're gonna be stronger and be more fulfilled trying to walk in my shoes. They got you confused. Anyway, so that's the definition of life. So when somebody says a clump of cells, it's a clump of cells that's alive. It's a clump of cells that's a human being because the only thing that people, human beings can, can reproduce are other human beings. So you arguing that's a clump of cells is not an argument for the murder of that clump. Because <laughs> it's still murder. Because that clump of cells is still the earliest stages of development of a human being. Now, let's define murder. Now, murder is defined, and this is law. This is man's law. The killing of another human being under conditions specifically covered in law. In the US, special statutory definitions include murder committed with malice aforethought, characterized by deliberation or premeditation. That's exactly what abortion is. Every part of it, you deliberate over and it's premeditated. It's planned out. So I'm saying it's premeditated murder, it's planned. It's not accident. Because if it was an accident, it wouldn't be murder. So that's why a miscarriage is not murder. It's not. And incidentally, when, when they try to use miscarriage in their arguments, that's ridiculous because the women who have miscarriages, they, they wanted their babies and they mourn the loss of that child. So that's not an advocate. They're recognizing that it's a lie. They're recognizing that it's unique and they're recognizing that, that they, they have, they mourn. They mourn that passing of that clump of cells that you're talking about. So you, you look silly trying to use a miscarriage for, for your argument. You do. It's, it's more on my side. <laughs> but it's premeditated. Right? So it's against the law as it's written. I'm going to continue. So premeditation or occurring during the commission of another serious crime as robbery or arson, first degree murder um, or murder one. So abortion, not only, not only is it murder, but it's first degree murder as it's defined by our law. Because it's premeditated. It's first degree murder. You planned it out. You, you scheduled the date, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's premeditated. Or you've ordered the pill or gotten, or gotten a prescription. Like it's premeditated. 
They even give you instructions on how to do it. They're giving you, pre, they're giving you instructions on, on first degree murder and they're calling it choice. Do you see what I'm saying? I just want you to look at the truth. How can you argue against what is true, what is actually reality? Now, if you can acknowledge the truth and say that you're still for it, you're for murder under these, under these circumstances, like Bill Moore has said, then okay, at least you're honest. And you can acknowledge that I'm, I'm pro-murder under these circumstances. A mother should be able to kill that child, to murder that child, excuse me, not kill, to murder that child, first degree. At least you'd be honest. You know, you'd still be, to me, like a psychopath, but at least, you know, at least you'd be honest. I'm gonna continue. And murder by intent, but without deliberation or premeditation is second degree murder. So they give you that, that, that distinguishing, that they're distinguishing between the two. So that's why I say it's first degree, because it's every single abortion is premeditated. Every single one of them. Now, so there's that, and then I'm gonna show you biblical law. So these are 10 commandments, right? So I'm just gonna skip right, right to it. You know, these, these, these 10 things are, are, if you just live by this, you would, you would invite joy into your life and you would spread joy to others. That's, once again, just the truth. Even if you don't believe, if you just did this. <laughs> if you just did it. So it says, number six, very, very clearly. It's not even a paragraph. Very clearly, you shall not murder. You know what it doesn't say? You shall not kill. Because we kill livestock for food. We kill in self-defense. So killing is okay under those circumstances. But murder is never allowed. Never. God's law. God's word. And it's even written in man's law. We don't allow it under any circumstances. And first degree, man's, man, man's law has like this tier system. So even in man's law, not in God's law, God's law, every sin's equal. But in man's law, it even, even has that pre premeditated murder as the worst form of murder that you can actually commit. So abortion, not only is it murder, it's the worst form of it. The most heinous, that's why I say it, it's, it's reprehensible. It's the worst type under man's law that you can possibly commit. And not only is it committed hundreds of thousands of times a year in our country, it's advocated for. Gavin Newsom even codified it into California constitution as if he was doing something benevolent. He codified premeditated murder into the constitution of California and he wants a pat on the back. That's a horrible thing to do. All, all he's done, all he's done is aided in infanticide. He's a mass murderer. That's what he is actually. And you guys are, are gonna vote for him for president because you want him to turn the country into San Francisco. I mean, that's just the truth. Anyway, read, read through the rest of these because they're the bomb. But look at that, it clearly says, you shall not murder. <laughs> so we have you shall not murder come from God. We have an inalienable right. The right to our life. That's our first property, right? That's our first property is our life. Our bodies and our life is ours. 
And you know God believes in property rights because you can look right here at number eight, you shall not steal. So you know God believes in property rights. <laughs> and your number one property is, is your life. That's why it's so heinous when somebody takes it from you. They're stealing your life. They're stealing your, your opportunity. They're stealing your, your pursuit of happiness. So man's law recognizes this, and I showed you the definition of life. So how anybody can be pro-murderer at this point and still believe that they're on the right side of, they're on the righteous side of this is, is just, it, it's, it's just illogical. It simply is. It's simply illogical. And I just want us to be able to have these conversations again. I wanna be able to openly have these things. I wanna be able to have my ideas challenged. I wanna challenge your ideas. But I want us to play underneath the rules of objective truth so that we can actually progress. Because there can't be any, any progress if our debates are pulled into the subjective world. Because the subjective world is not reality. That's why it's subjective. It's subject to you and how you feel that day. <laughs> Whereas the objective truth is not. It's what actually unifies us. Subjectivity more often times than not divides us. But objectivity unifies us because it's because truth, truth is applied to all of us equally, no matter our ethnicity, our gender, our economic status, or what our, you know, what country we're national of. Water is wet, gravity, sky is up, sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Like these are all things that it doesn't matter. We're all subject to if they all unify us. And conversations and ideas are meant to unify us if we're playing by those rules. We at least can walk away with that respect. But, you know, we're in the state that we're in now where you can present truth and people still don't change their mind. They don't even want to hear the truth. They want to protect their ignorance because of the way they feel. But anyway, I just want to present that. I hope you guys, you know, comment, like, share. I'd like to know what you guys think about it. And, uh, you know, let's keep sharing those ideas. Let's keep initiating those ideas back and forth because they want you to walk in the dark. And I'm over here trying to help you to turn on that light. You guys be well. Thank <laughs> you.